Welcome, everyone, to the Daily Slab for Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm here with your sports card rundown. If you like this video, please click the like and subscribe button. Helps us get this video out to more card collectors like yourself. All right, on this day in history, 1934, so November 21st, 1934, Joe DiMaggio. Yes, Jolton Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee Clipper. He was purchased. He did not start out on the Yankees. He was purchased or traded for from the San Francisco Seals to the Yankees on this day in 1934. Now, you might be wondering, who are the San Francisco Seals? Well, they are a Pacific Coast League team. Uh, you'll know the PCL from the modern-day minor league. They have the PCL there in the Pacific, Co the Pacific Coast League. And that existed in 1934, and Joe DiMaggio played there. Um Think of the, from what I understand, think of the Pacific Coast League as like the equivalent of the MLB, despite the fact that they were considered a minor league system because there were no major league teams out West. So this was the only Western baseball there was. So they were, they had the equivalent players of the MLB or talent wise, but not considered major league baseball. Um, so that's what the Pacific Coast League was. It's still around. Uh, fun fact, Joe DiMaggio actually had a 61-game hit streak in the Pacific Coast League. You know he had his 56-game hit streak in the majors. But he had a 61-game hit streak in the Pacific Coast League, which was the second longest streak in minor league history and also the longest streak in Pacific Coast League history. So a little fun fact there for the guy that owns the uh, longest history in Major League history. But he was traded from the Pacific Coast League, from the San Francisco Seals to the Yankees, and obviously the rest is history. He went on to win three MVPs. He served in the military. <coughs> Excuse me. He married Marilyn Monroe. Um, and, of course, he had his unbreakable 56-game hit streak that I don't think, with the way pitching is nowadays, I don't think we will ever see that again. Um, the one interesting note i had i saw was that you know he served 1943 to 1945 that was his age 28 29 and 30 seasons right in the middle of his prime if he averaged his average if he averaged what he did for wins above replacement his previous three years his age 25 26 27 season he would have had 7.6 wins above replacement a year in those years which would have put him if you added those on to his career total at 102 exactly for career wins above replacement. That would have put him 29th, just a smidge above Albert Pools, who finished his career just this past year at 101.6. So you can kind of see how stinking good of a player Joe DiMaggio was, even if he doesn't have the full season numbers because of the war. And like a lot of guys in that era, Ted Williams and all that. So uh, Joe DiMaggio, amazing. And you can see here, we've got a card of his. And you can see his card here, the his 1938 Gaudi PSA 1 with the cartoons drawn onto the cards, not the one without. And that is up all time, 254%. The first car, price tracked on Card Ladder was on September 4th, 2014 at $710. And the last price was this past September on the 18th at $2,520 for a PSA 1 copy. That's a healthy, healthy price. Um, and Jolton Joe DiMaggio, one of the greatest to ever do it. And he started in 1934 when he got bought by from the, by the Yankees from the San Francisco Seals of the Pacific Coast League. All right, our IG post of the day, and you can see it here. There's the black finite Justin Fields prism there that sold for ninety thousand dollars. 
compared to the Joe Montana 1981 PSA 10 and the Tom Brady Contenders Rookie Auto BGS 9 that sold in the same PWCC Premier Auction for a combined $85,000. Now, if you're like me, you're probably saying to yourself, I understand the card market, right? It's it's who's hot lately. It's, you know, prospect over, ped, you know, pedigree, right? The prospect, the hype, everything over what has already been done by other players. And obviously, Justin Fields, there was nobody more exciting. There was nobody more exciting going into this week. Um, in the la- in the previous two weeks, he'd rushed for 178 yards and 147 yards. Uh, they lost by three points and one point, but they, you know, they were close. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's just, it, he's, he's setting records for rushing yards that people hadn't seen and probably going to set records for rushing yards in a season. And it's all exciting. So I got to have his black finite one one for $90,000. Right. Um, and just to show the risk there, the reason why maybe you and I both find it absurd. Maybe you don't, maybe you're like, yeah, but that's the card market. I got to invest in them because, well, I find it absurd because this week he ran for 85 yards, not 100. He lost, again, to the Falcons. You know, you lose to Detroit. Ooh, that's not good. You lose to the Dolphins. That's understandable. You lose to the Falcons after losing to Detroit. That's really not good. And they now lost three straight games. He has rushed for 410 yards in three straight week in those combined three weeks. But they've lost all three games. And this week, he ended the game with both hamstring problems and a shoulder injury that was causing him severe pain. And that's the risk you run right there is that you spend $90,000 on a guy that's doing good things on the field, but not helping his team win. And now he is injured. Maybe not the smartest investment, maybe could have gone a different way and let somebody else spend their money because I bet, you will probably be able to buy that card cheaper if it sells within the next six months than what it just sold right there because of the injuries and the losses. It's one thing to put up stats. If you don't follow it up with wins after the appeal of stats is worn away, cards are going to go down in price. All right. Our trender for today is a card, right? 1993 Ultra Scoring Kings Alonzo Morning PSA 10. You might be wondering why in the wide world of sports and sports cards are you covering a 1993 Ultra Scoring Kings Alonzo Morning? That is a good question. And the reason here is because the economy is in a downturn. We'll put it nicely in a downturn. People are having to spend their money wiser, right? We all know that. You've all experienced that. I don't need to preach to you about it. And that has caused people to, you know, have to decide what they want in cards, where they want to put their money, what they want to buy. And so I have some questions for you. If you're deciding where to invest, I have these questions for you. What is most important when buying a card? Is it the rarity of the card? Is it the backstory or the emotions that the card elicits in you? Is it the player on the card that you might be interested in? Um, you know, there's various questions that people can ask when buying cards to, to try to determine which card they should buy, especially now. In 2021, you could have probably bought anything and made money. Now, you really got to ask yourself, why am I buying this? What boxes is it checking off so that I can make money? And the reason I ask those three things is because the Alonzo Morning card we talked about pretty much ticks off all those boxes. 
Is it rare? Yes, it is. It is, in fact, considered the Ultra Scoring Kings is widely considered the first insert set for a basketball card ever, right? The first legit insert set for a basketball set card, the Scoring Kings from Ultra. So rarity, it's a pop 13 of a, of a junk, junk wax era card. So it's rare. Backstory, again, first insert set card. So there's that like 2014 Prism Soccer, got to have it. 2012 Prism Basketball, got to have it. You know, the backstory is there. The first inset card of basketball, yeah, I got to have that. Pop 13, yeah, I got to have that. And then the player on the card, Alonzo Mourning, Hall of Famer Alonzo Mourning, yeah, I want to have that, right? There's three boxes there. It checks off all three emphatically. And then you see the price still going up today. So you can see that on the screen here. It has risen 108% since April of 2021 in the middle of the sports card boom. And yet this card has gone up 108% since then. In fact, the last sale of $1,075 that just happened on the 19th of November is the highest price ever. And it's because it checks off rarity. It checks off importance or backstory or whatever you want to say and it checks off player if this was some random dude in a random insert set from the 90s that nobody really cares about anymore or remembers that he played on the uh you know the new jersey nets for two years nobody would care but because it's alonzo morning because it is important to basketball cards and because it is rare a pop 13 that is the pedigree for success at least for this one specific card in today's market. And so if you are going out there and looking for cards, try to find things like this. It might be difficult to find, but there was money to be made and there was still money to be made even today. All right, thank you everyone for watching today's Daily Slab. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow on Tuesday for the next Daily Slab. See you everyone. <laughs>